0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, folks. Timothy Peters, driver of the number seventeen Red Horse Racing Toyota Tundra. You're listening to the pit stop with Tim Despain.
1: Live from digger You're in the pit stop with Tim Despain and Stephen Wilson on the Speedway Digest Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher Radio, and your Apple Podcast.
2: Live from Deganation, Nation, I'm Tim Spain, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com, Stephen Wilson. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, but before we get in, into all this talking, we got to thank the good Lord. We've got Reverend Joe here. Reverend Joe, how you doing, my friend?
3: Uh, I'm doing. Um, I almost almost messed up and didn't call. My brain kept thinking it was Monday. <laughs> but
2: uh, Miss Betty, didn't, she didn't hit you upside the head with a frying pan or anything, did she?
3: Well, she would have if I was in range. But um, <laughs> I, Well, I, I was just telling Suzanne, she was saying she was tired. I said, don't go tell me that. I got in the car on Sunday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning and drove from Seattle all the way to my house in Southern California um, without, without sleeping, stopping for anything other than gas, Um, Miss Betty wanted to clobber me because she says I promised her I'd stop at at least places for the night and spend them in hotels, which we usually stop at least once when we go together. Uh, And she drives part of it and I drive part of it. But she's not happy with me for doing that. And the worst part is the credit card we use for gas sends her alert every time I get gas. And she kept telling me I'd gone too far. So it's been an interesting conversation. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I bet it is, Reverend Joe You you need some rest, bud boy, You need to take your nap boy did,
3: I sleep. boy, did I sleep when I got in bed that night That was yesterday I got in there Monday at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning So I've been up for like 24 hours And drove oh. most of that time
2: <laughs> I, know anyway. what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about, Reverend Go ahead, Reverend You got the floor, boss, man
3: Let's get this party started so I can go back to sleep
4: <laughs> Yes, sir
3: Lord, we come before you, and I personally thank you so much for a safe trip coming down. I ask you to take care of my wife, Betty. She's she's hurting and having a set of problems on her own. I ask you to please be with all of us, everyone that's involved with auto racing, all of the officials, all the fans, all the drivers, everyone that is involved with auto racing, and everyone involved with auto racing all over the world. Keep them safe. I lift up the family of of the driver we lost the other day who drove F1. I don't, can't remember his name, but um, for, I'm asking you to be with his family and all the families of all those who have relatives and people involved that are ill. I also ask you, please, bless and keep safe all of the people who wear uniforms to protect us and watch over their families who sit home and worry about them we ask you for all this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, your Son, who came to be our Savior. And that's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen, Reverend Joe. Reverend Joe, awesome invocation, as always. And we're praying for Miss Betty, too. That way she gets to feeling better. But uh, Reverend Joe, if you can, let everybody know if they can follow you on social media and your website, my friend.
3: Yes, our website is OnTrackWithJesus.org uh, My email address is OnTrackWithJesus at com. My phone number is 951-232-7630 Always glad to talk to you. And, and Reverend first, Joe, Phil, I got to jump out of here because um, I just ran to get the car registered and got to get back inside of the place. So,
2: uh, okay. All right, all right Reverend. Week. All right, Reverend. Thank you very much. Talk to you next week, my friend.
3: All right. God bless you. Thank you.
2: God bless you, too, Reverend. That's a good friend there, Reverend Joe, from up there in Seattle. Stephen Wilson, com. How you doing tonight, boy?
5: Yeah, I'm all right. Trying to make sure that these. Uh... Uh, I guess these tornadoes or whatever might be coming through my area later on or something stay away, so keep a watch over that for now.
2: Yeah, we'll be praying for y'all up there too, Stephen. Yeah, uh, you texted me that earlier, y'all in a tornado once. I I got a few storms coming in from the northeast. I don't know if they're going to make it to me. So uh, listeners, uh, just let everybody know, me and Stephen both, uh, we rely on what I call electricity to keep us going the internet so if something happens we apologize but let everybody know the number to call in is 215-383-3681 i'm steven i'm Tim spain alongside steven wilson from speedwaydigest.com uh we got a lot of breaking news uh but before we get to that uh our guests coming on tonight at the bottom of the hour seven thirty eastern time uh six thirty local we have uh Owner of BK Racing, my good friend Mr. Ron Devine, and then at uh, seven forty-five, coming up to the top of the hour, uh, Stephen has uh, Mr. Dennis Bickmeyer, President of Richmond International Raceway, coming on. Uh, I'm sure he's going to talk a lot about the uh, the schedule that NASCAR sent out this this afternoon about the new twenty the new twenty eighteen schedule for next year. And uh, Stephen, it it involves a some changes. We got Las Vegas Motor Speedway moving in there with their second race. Uh, Richmond is going to have their first race. And, uh, in the in the chase that they've ever had, so uh, Stephen. Without any further ado, Stephen Wilson has some breaking news. I know you like that because you say that sort of like the CBS commercial uh, breaking news back in the sixties. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, that that goes quite back a few days out there. I think it's Walter Cronkite or yeah, you know, some something yeah, that's back right. Quite a few ways out there.
2: <laughs> that's right, Walter Cronkite, one of the greats, bud.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, some of this we already knew. We had some kind of insight into this last week as to some of the changes that were being made this year to the twenty eighteen once your energy NASCAR Cup series schedule uh that was finally announced today. The usual suspects are still there. We're gonna kick season off in Daytona, uh and the season there in Homestead. Uh however the Bush Clash is uh the Bush Clash and the Daytona five hundred qualifying will be moved to the same day. Uh Bush Clash uh will not be run on the the Saturday night prior to Daytona 500 qualifying anymore they will now be run on their traditional day time uh both on the same day uh February the 11th 2018 Busch cla- I mean the uh yeah the uh the clash and uh, the advanced all the clash and Daytona 500 pole and outside pole qualifying as well as set the two duels uh will be run on the same day um Got a couple other movements here uh, that have been moved around in the schedule early. Moving up in the schedule over on the Campo World Truck Series side, they're moving up Las Vegas very very early in the season. That uh, that that's all also being moved up to the third race of the year. Um, actually, no, they were a third race this year too. I'm I'm forgetting that they're getting a second race in 2018. Man, I, <laughs> they're they're getting a triple header weekend that week. Uh, so they will be the Camp royal trucks so they they will get a Camp Royal truck Series event uh, in Las Vegas uh, early on in the season also so there'll be two triple Hire seasons that'll be right there in the uh march March time frame um, a little bit farther down the schedule, some of the things that really have changed uh Chicago land Speedway. Hey, Daytona will no longer run on the traditional July 4th weekend. So Chicago Land Speedway has taken that away from Daytona. Now the Firecracker uh, the Firecracker 250 and the Coke Zero 400 powered by Coca-Cola will now run one week later. Um, this time will be on July 7th. Um, of next year, Chicagoland was the traditional start for the for the chase or playoffs. Um, they will now move outside of that chase, moving up to the uh, first weekend in July there. Exactly. And, oh, oh, yeah. And uh, I skipped over one thing the the Richmond Spring Race will be moving back into a nighttime. Friday, Saturday, night. So both of our events. We'll go back to uh, nighttime racing in 2018. We'll talk with Dennis here in a little while about that. And to cut the, racing, the, the, the regular season off, Indy is moving outside of the mid-summertime, July timeframe, August timeframe. Uh, we'll move down to the last race of the season. They will move to September 9th and then we will start the chase in Las Vegas with Richmond to now follow getting a chase race or a playoff race in 2018. The following weekend after that, they'll go to Charlotte. Charlotte has also announced, in addition to um, moving back today, They're also going to go to the road course in 2018 also. So you're going to get a road course in the 2018 uh, Monster Energy uh, Cup Series. And that's pretty much about what's going on there, over there in the Monster Energy Cup Series side. There's been some other changes over on the Camping World Truck Series side. What they've tried to do is they've tried to fill in some of these gaps here where there isn't as much. Um, you're going to go throughout the first part of the season yet again, but, I mean, there is still that month of April where there is a quite a gap in there where there is no racing from the time that they leave Martinsville Speedway at the end of March until they get to uh, Dover in the 1st of May. And they've what they've gone through is the rest of the series of schedules they've gone through, and they've actually tried to shorten up some of these uh the gaps that we've had in in previous years so aside from that main gap right there, there really isn't a whole lot of gaps going on um uh, in there um so that's really what's going on in the twenty eighteen schedule right now um The one thing I really like about it is, is I think uh is we're we're going to get back to nighttime at Richmond. Um, you know we we've long needed another track to start the you know the the chase, but or the the playoffs. And I guess they're going to go to to Las Vegas for that. But uh, at the same time, if we start the playoffs there, how long is the 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 championship celebration at the end of the year going to also stay there. Um they've already moved the Camping World Truck series, the NASCAR Xfinity series, uh their their championship celebration back to Charlotte to coincide with the, the weekly racing series uh, and, and championship celebration. So uh, you know now that they now that they've got those two out there, it would uh it would be, you know, uh, I, I would be interested to see how long it, it before, you know, we see um, that moving away. So it, it'll be interesting. And yeah. The other thing that I think we're, you know, and the other thing is, is that, um, you know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I mean, I, I'm not sure what we're going to see there. I mean, there's some changes in, in place for this year, but I guess we're just going to have to wait and see how much that makes an effect.
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree, Steve. And just to add to your statement uh, coming out today, the NASCAR press release that you and I both got, uh, just to add to it, all races will air on either the Fox or NBC family of networks, MRN, PRN and Sirius XM NASCAR radio. All that all that coverage stays the stays the same. And uh Stephen, I wanna I wanna listen to a little bit about uh, I wanna listen to a little bit of the teleconference that uh NASCAR senior vice president of racing operations, Mr Jim Cassidy did this afternoon. I didn't have time to listen to much of it. But uh let's play a little bit of that and just to just to listen and see what Jim had to say.
6: Thanks, Mike. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Native NASCAR Teleconference. We're joined by NASCAR Senior Vice President of Racing Operations, Jim Cassidy, to discuss the 2018 NASCAR National Series schedules, which were released earlier today. Jim, how excited are you about these 2018 schedules and the opportunities they provide for our fans?
7: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks, everybody, for for joining us today. The... I couldn't be more excited, uh, both at the the timing of the announcement and the the, uh, contents of the announcement for the schedule for 18. Uh, As everybody on this call is aware, last year we were able to uh, dramatically move up the timing of announcements around the the following year's schedule, and so to be here talking with this group in May uh, about the 2018 calendar is pretty, uh, pretty special. As well as uh, as well as some of the changes. I mean, some some of it you've heard prior. We talked about uh, last summer. We talked about Daytona and the 500 moving back to its uh, traditional and historical uh, weekend, that is Presidents' Day weekend. Um, what we didn't tell you at the time is that also we'll we'll go ahead and move the Clash uh, to Sunday, along with the, the Daytona 500 qualifying. And, uh, and happy about that, that change. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot going on, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, kick off in, in fine fashion at, at, uh, at Daytona. Kind of moving into the schedule a little bit more, um, we will, um, you know, listening to the fans, we've heard them loud and clear, we will, we will go ahead and move uh, the Richmond spring race back to Saturday night. We've heard uh, we've heard it uh, from our fan base. A lot went into to the schedule making process, but it was very clear that night racing at Richmond is is where we need to be. The um, moving into the the uh, beginning of the NBC portion of the calendar, uh, you'll note that that Chicago, great market for us, big big market, uh, is going to kick off the NBC season. Um, and then we'll we'll roll into uh, really a, a significant portion of the, the changes uh, when you get to the end of the regular season. We're gonna we're gonna finish the regular season in Indianapolis, uh, and couldn't be more happy to do it in such an iconic facility, as such an important uh, event. Um, we heard a lot also from the fans about the playoffs, the variety of the the tracks that we have in the playoffs, and so. Uh, what, what we heard is that short tracks and road courses were something they would like to see more of. And so we've been able to deliver that. We're going to kick off the playoffs in Las Vegas. Uh, again, a big big destination for, for NASCAR fans. Uh, and then we'll move to a short track, uh, a historic short track that is Richmond, and finish round one of the playoffs at the, uh, at the Charlotte uh, Roble. And so that is a uh, that is delivering on the on the request to to have a uh, a road course in the in the playoffs and and could be uh uh happier to get that done with the help and support and vision of of marcus and and his team at s m i and and charlotte motor speedway um the so the variety of the tracks within each of the rounds is is uh is dynamic it's uh you know, you move into round two and kicking that off at a place like Dover, uh, more of a short track, but certainly high speed and, uh, and, and Talladega and then Kansas. Then we get into our, our uh, traditional wrap up tracks, which have been uh, just uh, very compelling for us uh, for a number of years, Texas and Phoenix uh, and Homestead. So.
3: Good deal. Well,
6: We will now open the floor for questions. If you have a question for Jim, the moderator will give you the
7: instructions. Great. Thank you. The floor is now open for questions. If you do have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time. If at any time your question has been answered, you can remove yourself from the queue by pressing 1. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time. And please hold while we pull for questions. Okay, and our first question comes from Bob Pachris from ESPN. Please state your question.
1: Yeah, Jim, I was curious about the move from Richmond to Indianapolis on on two two levels. Uh, first, uh, was how much was there any hesitation because you go from a kind of short track, kind of a bump and run type of track, to a track that's more uh, track position and fuel mileage, and then also with that race being on Sunday. Uh, you know, going up unless the NFL changes their schedule, going up against uh, NFL Sunday Opening Day.
7: Yeah, certainly, all that all of that comes into play, Bob. when we're we're taking a look at the schedule and and we're sorting through every uh, single element um, that you've you've mentioned and and then some. Um, but really, found that that moving a, a short track into the playoffs is is what we heard uh, our fans loud and clear wanting. Um, and then trying to to be very thoughtful uh, about about the venue that would take a, a significant place. That's the end of the regular season. So certainly, um, it's no secret there's there's different styles of racing at the different venues that we go to. Uh, but putting a short track into the playoffs into round one uh, was was the right thing to do. And moving uh, moving a historic facility that is that is the Brickyard uh, into a a prominent position
2: at the end of the regular season uh, was uh, was the right match as well. And Stephen, that was uh, uh, NASCAR senior vice president of racing operations there at teleconference, Mr. Jim Cassie. You know, Bob, Bob just asked a good question. Bob Puckers there from ESPN. You know, Richmond's going to be competing with the opening day of NFL. Do you think that would, do you think that's going to hurt the uh, the ratings or the, or the attendance, I mean, you know, still everybody now that has an iPad or iPhone or whatever, they can they can watch the football game there at the racetrack also, too.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be a problem when you've got to go head-to-head against the NFL. They're the biggest, you know, the biggest competition when it comes to NASCAR. That's something that they've had to combat over the last couple of years, especially in the playoffs. Um, you know, Richard will have to really take a look and – what they can do to combat that and I think you know we can uh, we can ask and pose that question directly to Dennis when he gets on because I think that's a great question to ask him uh, I know it's a little far out but you know it's something that obviously they knew far enough in advance that they're going to have to start working on this now they have a long time to work on Yeah, it.
2: exactly and you know I never even thought about it. you know I had a short time to really go over everything when I got home from work I know you did too and you know, Bob there, my good friend there, Bob Pocker, CSPN, awesome, awesome, awesome reporter, awesome guy. But, yeah, he came up with a great question. And, Stephen, let's, let's take a little quick break before we come up on the bottom of the hour. We have uh, owner BK Racing, Mr. Ron Devine, and then the, coming up there at a quarter teal, we've got your guest, uh, president up at Richmond International Raceway, our good friend, Mr. Dennis So Let's take a little quick break. We'll be right back live from Dega Nation. I'm Tim Spain, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson.
4: Walking down the street, hand in mouth. They don't keep them other guys. And they one wondering, I looking at you. But it's alright, and that's okay. Who could blame them anyway? You're so pretty, and you ain't even got a clue. Cause everywhere we
0: Hi, I'm Harrison Burton, driver of the number 12 Dex Imaging Toyota Camry, and you're listening to Pit Stop with Tim Despain.
3: We're back
2: live from Duggan Nation. I'm Tim Despain alongside my good friend up there in the Commonwealth of Virginia from speedway.s.com, Mr. Stephen Wilson. We're live on speedway.s radio network. network. You can Google it, check us out. Number to call in is 215-383-3681 they have been coming up here shortly. We got Ron Divine coming on. I mean, you know, we've we've sort of changed how we do our show. We've, you know, because everybody knows who won the truck race. Everybody knows who won the Cup race. Kyle Busch won his. Uh, the that's the first time he's won at Charlotte, Stephen. I did not realize that. Whenever I got that PR, I "I did not know that was Kyle Busch's first win at Charlotte Motor Speedway." It took him twelve years, didn't it?
5: Yeah, he he raced a long time. It, just took longer, it took him longer than it took Tony Stewart. I think it took Tony Stewart something like ten or eleven years, and it took him like I think it, it took him like fourteen tries or something, or twelve tries, whatever. Yeah, I think it was twelve tries. But yeah,
2: that's just un- that's just unbelievable, Stephen. I mean, you know, as good a race car, you know, Kyle's not real real good with his temper. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like Kyle Bush. But I got to ask him a question last year in Atlanta Motor Speedway, Mr. Kerry Thorpe, gave me the give the floor to ask him one and I was like, Well, is he gonna be a butt or what? But I mean he was really nice. Of course he of course he did win the race. But I mean, you know, you can't take nothing away from Kyle Bush. He can drive the hell out of a truck, expanded car, cup car, whatever whatever he gets in, he drives the hell out of it, but he's a hell of a race car driver.
5: Yeah, I mean when you go back in and you take a look at it, I mean on on you know, on Friday night, he went out there. He won his seventh truck race out there, a record-breaking seventh truck race, but it took him that long to win, you know, in a Cup Series race out there. So, I mean, that really goes to show how long, you know, and how competitive sometimes, you know, that series is out there, even for drivers like Kyle Busch.
8: Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, you got you got to give him credit. But, uh, I mean, you know, like you said, he won his seventh, I think, like you said, a record-breaking truck race there at uh, Charlotte, and uh, uh, Stephen, it, it was really interesting uh, right there at the uh, at the restart. Coming to uh, take the restart there in the All-Star race, you know, you had Brad Keselowski, you had Jimmy Johnson, and then you had Kyle sitting back there in third. And, you know, Jimmy Johnson made the made the mention in his post-race media deal there that he was sort of a sitting duck because the bottom the bottom groove, you know, the leader. Has to beat the second place guy Which be outside P, P2 P to the line And Jimmy Johnson Made the statement that he felt like He was a sitting duck because the bottom gets a uh, Gets sort of a head start You know the third place guy could actually run on up there and bump The first place guy but Kyle made a hell of a move Bud, coming in there Going into one and taking the lead From Brad Keselowski Yeah
5: I mean he really did and Brad Keselowski, I mean, he was just absolutely a sitting duck When NASCAR rolled, you know, when they put on those option tires and they tried to put them back on again, you know, the rules basically said that you only get one try at those option tires. And they tried to put them back on again, and NASCAR told them they couldn't do it. Well, they had no more tires left. They had to run that you know, halfway through that third segment plus that final segment on worn tires. So when they got to that final 10 laps, everybody had a set of tires left, and they were out front and didn't have anything to do but just sit out there and, you know, be the, you know, the sitting duck for the other nine drivers out there. It really, um, you know, it really, you know, just shows – but you know, at the end, you know, at the end of the event, you know, Brad Kowalowski, he comes out and he complains that NASCAR is making up the rules. When so NASCAR didn't make the rules up. The rules were already in place. The rules were in place months ago, or even weeks ago, when they came out and they said that this was going to be there. Uh, you know, NASCAR. You know, the official said it was right on the the entry blank, stating you could only use these option tires one time. You know, Clint Boyer. And that team, they 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 tricked it. They tricked the rules just a little bit. They put two tires on of the option tires, and then put another set of the two tires on. I mean, that right there, there was nothing in the rule book saying that you could only take two of the tires. Um, but as long as you only use the full set, you could use the full set. But it never said you could only take two tires here, two tires there, or you had to take all four tires at once. But when could, Brad Kazelowski took them all, and then he wanted to say after the race that NASCAR was making the rules up, there were no made-up rules. The rules were right there. Um, you know, it, it, it you know, it's, it, it's right there. Um, all in all, that. Um, you know it it just goes to show that sometimes you know just because you lose a race, you can't go back out there and complain you know because you lost the race that some there's some role has been made up, and you know this has become something from him here recently that you know for everything he's got an opinion on something, and I think that's something that I wish the NASCAR fans would kind of go out there and see just a little bit is that you know um you know from a driver's perspective, you know not everything is clear cut and for him to complain about that and making up rules, I think it's just a little bit, um, you know, you know, it, it was his own fault and his team's own fault to this, and I think he needs to take the responsibility on this instead of pushing this back off on NASCAR because you know they've said it multiple times, you know, it, 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 it's been a known rule. Um, he knew the role, everybody knew the role, everybody else played by the role, but him, um, don't complain about it after the
0: fact.
2: Exactly, Stephen. And you know, Jimmy Johnson almost made. A, Jimmy Johnson made a statement in his post-race media availability there at Charlotte in the media center, but he thought the damn NASCAR rule book was too thick. Let's go ahead and bring on. Uh, let's bring on owner of BK Racing, uh, Mr. Ron Devine. I'm pretty sure he can let us know about these option tires and all that stuff. Let's bring on Ron Devine, owner of BK Racing. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Ron, how are you doing tonight? Good, Tim. How you doing? I'm doing great. Ron, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on here tonight. We, me and Stephen and Suzanne, we, we really appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. I'm just in
6: a Good. kind of a tough area to hear you, so I apologize for that.
2: That's okay, Ron. I'm going to go ahead and hand you over to, to uh, Steven, and I might have a question to there at the end. We we were talking uh, the option tire with Brad Keselowski, you know, complaining about what he did. And uh, uh sort of want to get your take. On the option tire, Ron. When did uh when did Gray and uh Corey put their option tires on? Do you remember what lap? I don't I don't I don't remember seeing the green. No, on the...
6: You, we didn't do any of that. We didn't. They weren't available for the open. Oh, so okay. They did give us the yeah. We didn't have the option tire. But as far as the tire itself goes, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I applaud them for trying stuff. You know, everybody talks about making the racing. Better and more competitive and all that stuff. So then, then they scream at him for trying things. You know? you know, and I know Brad thought you know he was within the confines to take some off and do all that stuff. They said you had to put four on. I guess they didn't think about when do you have to take them off. So uh, you know that's that's not that big a deal. They're just trying to yeah. You know, they just had a plan. I don't think that's you know that's not a reason not to do it. Okay.
2: Exactly, Ron. I mean, you know, you got your crew chiefs. You know, we've had crew chiefs around for years. That's their job is to try to figure out how to how to push the envelope, correct, Ron?
6: Sure. It's such a competitive sport. Everybody's trying to find that edge, and uh, you know, they had an idea and they wanted to try it. And you know, I think it. I applaud them for thinking of it. I don't know the rest of the guys didn't come up with it. And yeah. So, and I don't know that he was complaining. I guess he was just questioning why couldn't we do it. Uh, yeah. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, Ron? Anyway, Ron, I'm going to throw you over to uh, Stephen there, uh, com. and Stephen, I might have a question too. There, and to I know Ron's Ron's time is limited, so Stephen, you got to forward, Ron. Well,
5: Hello, Steve, I want to talk about the 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 600 coming up this weekend. It's the longest race in NASCAR. How do you and your team kind of manage a race, as far as that's concerned, being? You know, a, a race that's 600 miles long, first and foremost, and secondly, being, you know, a race that starts in and goes in the night. And it's a third part to this. It, it, it's now something that, you know, NASCAR just 10 days, 14 days out, they announced that they're going to add a fourth stage into.
6: Well, first off, you're right. It, it's an endurance test as well as, well as anything else. But I think the four stages are great. I hope it works. I think testing it is a good idea, and testing it on a long race is is really a good idea. Um, You know, I've encouraged them to alter the length of the stages a little bit so that they're not all 100, 100, 100, like that, and try to make it so if you win one, you kind of got a problem in the other one. So that's how I, I see that. But I love the stage racing. I think people are getting used to it. I think it's making the racing more – something's working. I mean, the on-track performance is, you know, much more competitive and people are, you know, reacting to it. Um, from, from a personal perspective, I like the fact that it, you know, keeps us bunched up. You can – you're racing to a spot, you know, just like you would play an inning or a quarter or something like that. You're, you know, you're, you're headed to a stage. And uh, personally, I think, uh, you know, three is going to work out great. I think it's a lot better than two. And uh, I would encourage them to test it on other tracks, even the shorter ones, to see if three stages is the right answer. So I like it. And uh, and what was the rest of the other part of your question? What's the how do we prepare for something that long? I think uh, you toughen up the driver. <laughs> that's that's as important as anything else. So you know we probably built a little tougher car that can you know withstand the stress. But you know we need to keep that driver focused for. That's a long day for them, so we want to get them rested and get them in there and uh, you know make them comfortable. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have a good car. I, I think we got two pretty good cars. We tried a little something. In the all-star race it didn't work out so well, but that 83 car is really fast and uh, he turns well, and I think uh, we're kind of excited about it. So I want to see it. Yeah, you know,
5: sure.
7: Yeah.
5: So you know Charlotte being a, a you know a unique mom and a half out there, uh, you know your two guys out there come into the season. Both of them are you know fairly new and very much rookies into this. How much of the how much has have they been able to work with others and uh, start learning? season really to get out there and start mixing it up with other drivers right and especially so your, with your partnership with to with Toyota
6: yeah so well our relationship with Toyota is terrific okay we love it They're you know they put us in the simulator and they do all that stuff they provide us with resources beyond what we can even take advantage of so from that perspective it couldn't be any better as far as the you know, rookies go. I mean, the season's a third over, and yes, you know, we certainly have had those rookie moments, whether it's speeding on pit road or putting ourselves in a bad position at the wrong time. But in general, we've been very fast. Um, You know, we're trying to bring a complete race together, and we've done that a couple of times. I will tell you that in Kansas, in my opinion, those are the best mile-and-a-half cars we've ever had. So we've been very good in the wind tunnel. Uh, We're getting, getting the cars moving around pretty well, and and, and we're happy with the way these guys are progressing. So, you know, stay tuned, I guess.
5: <laughs> Ron, I appreciate you taking the time. And I'm, I'm going to throw you back over to Tim because I know he said that your time is rather limited tonight and I don't want to take up all of your time. Good luck this weekend in the 600 okay. and good luck throughout the rest of the year.
2: Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Stephen.
5: Ron, you're
2: uh... – your third car in your stable there at BK racing, the number 93. Uh, can you, can you let us know, do you have any plans as far as running that 93 car anytime this year?
6: So remember the idea was to consolidate and perform better. And so what we don't want to do is stress it. I mean, we certainly have all the equipment there and all that that we can roll it and, uh, and race it. But I want to race it when we take it out there and I want to make sure we have a good effort underneath. it. So actually, I wasn't planning on taking the second car full-time like we have been, but, you know, Cooley's been doing such a great job, and that team's really coming together. And I think we're, uh, you know, we're on a kind of a roll, so I, I didn't want to mess that up. Uh, got off to a shaky start, but I think, you, you know, they, they put it together nicely. Um, we're not ready to run that 93 car. In fact, we probably should consolidate down and just run one. We made a provision to do that. Uh, But I I think uh, it's hard because we have some sponsorship requirements that, uh, you know, lead us to two. And and it's hard, too, because I like to have two. I I like to have four. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where you want to balance performance with the uh, number of cars out there and make sure the company's in a position to be able to uh, utilize it. So, um, you know, this weekend, I guess I want to say, does that answer your question? Yes, sir. Okay, so let me just say this. Uh, this weekend we've got the Hope for the Warriors riding with us on the 83 car. It's a silver and blue car. It looks really nice, by the way. But we get to bring the uh, the soldiers. They come with us most weeks. The Hope for the Warriors brings people. But this one's especially uh, important because you bring the families. And I tell you, there's nothing more touching than having a young man on our car and then having his parents there and also his children and maybe even his wife, whatever. Most cases, and, and so you know, it's a special weekend for all of us. But I believe that NASCAR and the military are are just terrific together. I mean, to me, NASCAR just seems like America to me, and you know, to have a weekend like this where we give back to the uh, military is very special. And we probably couldn't do that if we were just running one car. So it's it's one of those things where we have the uh, the space and. Stuff to do it, so we're excited about having them ride with us. And, and the other thing, if you look at the Bubba Burger, uh, you know, great uniform, he looks like Captain America a little bit, but, you know, we got the red white, <laughs> blue and the stripes on it, and uh, the Bubba Burger with the, I love the camo Bubba Burger back with us for this weekend, and he, he just loves the military, and he, he loves being a part of this weekend's event, so... We're excited to have Andy join us again, and, uh, and we'll see. And it's a long race, so you get to see the car a lot, hopefully.
2: It is a very long race, Ron. And you brought up a good point. You know, I interviewed you at Talladega Super Speedway uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about restructuring, and you just brought up restructuring. You know, y'all done a lot this time. And uh, I think I asked you the question, uh, you know, you got rid of one of your charters, so you only have the one charter for Gray, so Corey has to make it in on time. So did did everything sort of come out like you expected, Ron, as far as restructuring and, you know, getting everything, trying to get everything back to, you know, sort of one basket?
6: I think so, except that we really, you know, we're going to just run one car and pulse in the second one. And it turns out we're running the second one full time. Uh, But from a different perspective, we're, we're leading the open division with the agency car. So that's good. And, uh, and that's with some unfortunate incidents. I mean, he's been in some, you know, bad wrecks. In fact, in Kansas, he hit the same debris that 41 car and cut both right side tires. And uh, other than that, he was flying around. So I think, you know, and Corey's really coming into his own, you know, he's, He's a really talented driver, and I think you'll see that unfold as the as the season progresses. So we want to keep him out there, and give him a bunch of laps. But yeah, I think so. I think consolidating is a good idea. It gives us that option. Um, but I also think that you know we're uh, we have enough equipment and capability to run two cars. And, you know, pretty full time, and that's what we're doing. But so I like the idea that we're leading the open division. You know, so it's not as not detrimental to the charter side and you know we haven't missed a race in you know two years it's been close a couple of times <laughs> you know i mean it's it's nip and tuck cause competition's competition so so stiff but you know we've been lucky or talented whatever it is but you know we haven't gone home in a long long time so
2: we want to keep that role going that's a good thing ron and uh, we've got our we've got our second guest, uh, President of Richmond International Raceway, Mr. Dennis Bickmeyer. And I know you said you'd like to speak to him for just a moment, Ron. Uh, I know his time is limited, also. So I'm going to bring President Richmond International Raceway, Mr. Dennis Bickmeyer, and the pit stop, Tim Spain, Stephen Wilson, and Mr. Ron Devine. Uh, let's get ready to. Dennis, how you doing tonight, boy?
0: Hey, I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, good to hear Ron's voice as well.
2: Well, thank hello, you Dennis. very much for taking time. Uh, Dennis, Ron, I wanted to speak to you for just a few minutes. I know your time as as, is also just like Ron, so we're going to let you all talk for just yeah. a minute, if that's okay, Stephen. Yeah. Well, so let me just get out
6: of the way. I'll say hello. Hello, Dennis. It's good to catch up with you, but I really want to brag about him more than anything else. You know, <laughs> I'm from Virginia and uh, we're in the Virginia Racers gang, if you would, and uh, Richmond adopted us as their one of their teams, which was very nice, and they're, they're working on the Virginias for Racers um, initiative, and I know Dennis will tell you all about that, but, you know, we've made our press announcements at Richmond International Raceway, and they have hosted us, and they have just been really unbelievable. I mean, I've never felt so welcome, and And they've done such a wonderful job, everything from having us on the marquee out front to having us on the uh, uh, position pole in the infield. You know, we met there with sweet frog and we brought the um, governor. We took the governor around on some hot laps and uh, the governor of Virginia. So, you know, we're all about making Virginia and Virginia racing, you know, a marriage and Dennis and, and your staff have done just a wonderful job. So, you know, I not only want to say hello to you, but I, like I say I want to brag about you and 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 how welcoming you've been for our team. We we really appreciate all those efforts, and we're going to continue to continue to make this our home track.
0: Uh, well, we we appreciate that, Ron. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, we're all in this together. I think that's the the the, the main thing here. And. And certainly, uh, you know, having you involved in the sport, you know, from the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I think every opportunity we get to promote our tracks, to promote ownership in the sport, our drivers, our crew chiefs, crew members, you know, whatever that might be at every level, too, I think is is something that we all need to do to to continue to, to help elevate the sport. And, and Ron mentioned our Racing Virginia initiative, and that's what that's all about. We have 27 racetracks here in Virginia, and, and we're doing what we can to support the local tracks from a PR and marketing and communication standpoint. And um, we're we're really all in on that initiative, and hopefully we can lead by example where we see a lot of other states uh, support their local tracks as well. But uh, appreciate it, Ron. We we always have a good time when working with Ron and and Gray and. And Doug, Fritz, and, and the team there, uh, we're never short of having a good time and having a few laughs, that, you know, and that's that's what this is all about about as well.
6: <laughs> okay, well, let me bow out of the way. I'll just tell you, be nice to uh, Tim and Steve there. They're running, <laughs> running a nice radio show, and they've been very uh, supportive of our efforts. So I'm going to let you guys be. I hope all is well with everyone, and we'll see you at the uh, Coke 600 here Sunday night. Happy Memorial Day to everybody.
2: All right. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron. We thanks, appreciate Ron. you. A good morning. All right. All right. That was Ron Devine there. BK Racing. Dennis. Thank you very much for coming on again. Uh, I know your time is limited, too. Stephen. said you got another interview coming up here shortly. So uh, I'm going to step aside and let Stephen have you because I know Stephen has some has a ton of questions that he's going to try to jam pack in here real shortly. But Dennis, thanks again for coming on, and uh, we will try to get back up our from as soon as we can, Bud. But appreciate you.
0: Yeah, thank you guys very much. Appreciate the time.
2: You're welcome.
5: Dennis, you know, one one of the first things, you know, I, I want to talk about is going into 2018, you guys announced that both races are going back into the nighttime. How much of the 2017 this this race in 2017 play into that decision to return back to nighttime in 2018?
0: Well, actually, I started the conversation about a move back in March, so before we even ran the race a couple of weeks ago. So I started those conversations uh, with NASCAR and, and the broadcast partners and as well as uh, some members of our leadership at International Speedway Corporation. So it started in advance of the April race, and you we know, were able to keep those conversations going certainly through the race as NASCAR was trying to piece the schedule together um so we're happy about the move back obviously we've heard from a lot of fans not just this past race but but in between you know uh 2016 and 2017 you know 2016 was the first year that we had moved to a Sunday afternoon so happy to be back and uh I'm sure we made a lot of fans happy today certainly the social response has been really positive
5: (laughs) yeah Going out there, that's, uh, you know, one of the top topics out there, that's for sure. Uh, you know, one of the other topics for you guys is is that moving there into the playoffs instead of, you know, being that cutoff race next year. Uh, you know, this is going to be a little bit different for Richmond, Richmond International Raceway. Since the inception in 2004, you guys have been to that traditional cutoff, and now you're going to be the second race after you know, the, the 10 rounds of playoffs. So, you know, you're going to be backed right up against uh, Las Vegas, and then you're going to come there to Richmond, then you, they're going to go to Charlotte to, to the new Roval course down there. Talk about how that really plays into – I know you tweeted just a little bit earlier about the history of the, you know, the past, the future, and the present of, of the track and how that kind of plays into that history
0: aspect. Certainly. I think, uh, first of all, we've been, you know, part of NASCAR racing for over 60 years. So our our roots in NASCAR are really deep. And then you look at the, you know, when NASCAR went to this chase format and then now the playoffs uh, dating back to 04 and we've been that cutoff race. We've been a big part of, of, you know, setting the playoff field, excuse me, their chase field. And we've had some great moments uh, being in that spot. But I also think that, you know, in, in this case, a move into the playoffs is extremely positive for us, given where we are right now. You know, a lot of the drivers, the competitors, wanted to see another short track race in the playoffs. Well, we got that today with today's announcement. Um, and I like being, you know, in this, in this first, uh, first three races where we go from 16 drivers to 12. I, I think that, you know, with so much on the line, 16 drivers fighting it out to, to not be one of the four that get cut, you know, after the the race after us, I think it adds some excitement. It certainly adds some new energy uh, to the mix for us. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is about, you know, recognizing where we've come from in the the past and the tradition that we've played in this sport. Um, And then, you know, and then a look to the future.
5: Yeah, there, there, there's been a lot of changes, obviously, over the last couple of years. And, you know, going into 2018, there is going to be, you know, a, a whole lot of changes that, you know, continues to going on with Chicago, Indy, you know, we've talked about some of theirs with you. How much of this is, you know, just going to change overall and how much of the aspect of the drivers themselves and that when they get through, you think, not only when they come there the first time to Richmond, but the, by the time they come back to Richmond, how much, do you think that that changes in twenty eighteen?
0: Well, I think you know you get you get Chicago that's gonna uh, they're gonna run in the summer now. So I mean you get some other some uh, you know a little bit of shuffling in between our two races in April, uh, and September obviously, and then India is the cutoff and Vegas is the first race. So you know you you get into you know Darlington's still on on Labor Day weekend, <clears throat> and then really what you get into is the big changes for 18 uh um indy is the cutoff race vegas is the first race <clears throat> excuse me richmond is the second race and then charlotte on the on the roval was as the as the third race in the playoffs. so th- that stretch there's there's some unknowns there i mean even though you you know they've raced at indy for a long time not in that position where it's a cutoff race you know even though they raced at vegas for a long time this is their second trip back to vegas even though they raced at Richmond for a long time, now it's a playoff race. Even though they raced the Charlotte for a long time, it's now a different race. That stretch of the schedule, I'm telling you, that's what people should be talking about. It is, uh, it's different. It's different. It's going to be exciting and a lot of unknowns right there.
5: Dennis, I appreciate you taking time to come on here and talk a little bit to us. Um. I I know your time is very short, but I I don't know if Tim has any questions for you before we let you go out of here, but I'm going to turn it back over to him real quick.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks.
2: Dennis, like I said, you know, like like Stephen said, uh, I know your time is short. You got another interview, but I want to thank you for coming on the show, being a big supporter of Stephen and I and everything that you you and your staff does there at Richmond International Raceway. And congratulations on getting that uh, chase race there, bud going to be awesome
0: yeah we're uh, like i said we're excited about that it's different for us and uh we'll, we'll be we'll be watching you know closely once uh once we get through our september race. we'll be watching the playoffs maybe a little differently than we've done in the past since we're going to be part of them going forward
2: yes sir and
0: dennis uh we always let
2: everybody throw out, they can follow you out on social media and your website, Richmond Richmond International Raceway. We didn't do that with Ron. I apologize to Ron for doing that, but if you want to throw out, thank any sponsors or anything, uh, Dennis, you got the floor.
0: Well, we we appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, go to RIR.com. A lot of good news out there. You can certainly uh, follow us on Twitter at the Richmond International Raceway, and, and then our social, or I'm sorry, on Twitter, rir insider and me rir prez with the z and then facebook richmond international Race. i've been talking all day guys uh, <laughs> Been crazy been a crazy but fun day um so those are the best places to to, to stay in touch with what's going on at uh, for all things richmond and uh heck we're going to blink and it's going to be september and hopefully i get to talk to you guys before our september september race and talk about that a little bit as well
2: Dennis, you're very welcome. You can come on any time you want to. You know that, bud.
0: I appreciate that.
2: All right. Uh, Dennis, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And uh, you've been talking all day, so good luck on your next one, bud.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you. I got some water right here, so I need to refresh here a minute.
2: But uh
0: appreciate what you guys do, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up again soon.
2: Thank you very much, Dennis. Take care. You all t- You too, bud. All right, Stephen. I was Dennis Pickmy. Dennis president the president, Richmond International Raceway. He is excited about this new chase deal, bud.
5: Yeah, he is, and I think it's big cool because you know the fans have asked for it, and they got it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you know, you and I had talked. Uh, we didn't. You and I had text. You know, a few months ago and stuff that we sort of figured this deal might come down. And it finally happened today, and that's your home track there, Richmond, and uh, that's gonna be awesome, bud. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah.
3: But uh,
2: yeah, Stephen. Uh, I don't think we have really any more breaking news, and I do not have the weekend schedule for the six hundred. I know it's uh, I know it's gonna be on Fox, but you want to go ahead and throw out the schedule there, bud? I do not have it.
5: Um. Yeah, I'll have to get it up real quick. Okay,
2: well, take your time, and uh,
5: just to let everybody know the number to
2: call in is two one five three eight three thirty six eighty one. I'm Tim Despain, alongside speedweeddigest.com dot com, Stephen Wilson. We got Suzanne manning the phones, and uh, look, I got my good friend. He's been hanging on here for a while. Let's bring on Todd Bigpin and see what all he has talked about. His home track is Watkins Glen. Let's bring Todd. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. Todd, how are you doing that, bud? Sorry I left you over there for so long. We had a lot going on.
1: Listen, it's okay because I like hearing the great stories and the wonderful job that you and you, Steven and Susan do is, is just awesome.
2: Well, thank you very much, Todd. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, I had an eventful day. I got to meet an indie driver, Graham. Um, Ray Hall, mm-hmm. and had lunch with them, and it was very awesome.
2: That's awesome, Todd. I mean, uh, and I'll, I I want to thank you for everything you do. You know, you're up there in the northeast up there at Watkins Glen, and you sort of keep us up on everything going on up there. Uh, are you going to go to the race at Watkins Glen this year, bud?
1: Most certainly am. Uh, well, since you brought this up, I will kind of let the cat out of the bag. I will be going to Poconos with an ARCA team. Oh, that's awesome. You're going to be working with the ARCA
2: team at Pocono.
1: Yep. Yep, and I'll be there for the, pretty much the whole weekend.
2: Well, that's awesome, Todd. Can you let the kid out of the bag and let us know what team it is, or do you have to keep that quiet right now?
1: I can let the kid out of the bag just because <laughs> it's you Just because it's you guys. I'll I'll be... The one to let the cat out of the bag I am going with Wayne Peterson
2: Well that's good I've, I've met Wayne here At Tildo Super, Super Speedway a few years back Wayne's a good guy He's been around the sport for a long time Todd.
1: Yeah and yesterday He just turned 79 And I am so To go on and Being with them and learn What goes on with The ARCA race teams
2: Todd, that's awesome, bud. Congratulations on that deal you got there with Archer with Wayne Peterson, and thank you very much for the kind words for uh, myself, Stephen, and Suzanne. We really appreciate it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you back over and meet, bud, and let uh, Stephen read off the weekend schedule up for up there at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coke 600. It's it's beautiful Memorial Day weekend coming up. Todd, we appreciate you, bud. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Stephen, that was Todd. Todd, uh, He's going to go to work with Wayne Peterson there. That's awesome for Ty. All
5: right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the schedule off. So. All right. Go ahead, brother. All right. Thursday, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is qualifying for Sunday's Coca-Cola 600. would will take place at 715. Three rounds of qualifying out there for that. There is no on-track activity for uh, Friday, so everybody gets a free day out there. Uh, Saturday, uh, uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series qualifying, ten o five, three three rounds uh, for qualifying out there for that. And at 1 o'clock to follow, uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series racing out there, uh, 200 laps, 300 miles out there for them. Then on Sunday, NASCAR's longest night, uh, 6 o'clock, 400 laps, 600 miles, uh Coca Cola 600 around Charlotte Motor Speedway. So there you go. That's what's going
2: on. That's it. That's it. Listeners, there it is from Stephen Wilson, speedway.digest.com, up there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Stephen, we had a great show. I want to thank uh, Ron Devine from VK Racing coming on, and I want to thank you for getting uh, Dennis Bickmeyer there, president of Richmond International Raceway. You know, like I said, he was just. He was all up all up in laughter. He was tickled to death. And I am too. I'm tickled to death for Dennis and Richmond. They're gonna get a chase race. That's awesome. They NASCAR needed to sort of uh jump everything around a little bit, change it up. But uh we're gonna let it go. Uh, I'm gonna let Stephen, let everybody know where you can fo- where you can follow Stephen, on social media and his website and uh you got the floor, boy.
5: You can follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash speedway digest. And um, SpeedwayDigest.com. Uh, Caleb Whistler will be out there and um, covering all the action from uh, Wednesday until through Sunday. He's going to be at the Hall of Fame announcements, working that and covering all of that. And then he's going to be out there throughout the rest of the weekend, all the way through the Coca Cola 600.
2: Sounds good, Stephen. Yeah, every, everybody follow Caleb Whistler right over there for SpeedwayDigest.com. Stephen Wilson will be at Charlotte again. He was there this past weekend. For the uh, open and all-star race And Stephen, tell AM and the boys We said hello and we will be back live Again next Tuesday night at 7 Eastern 6 local time From Dega Nation I'm Tim Spain, Alongside my good friends With Stephen Wilson everybody have a good Night and we will see ya From Dega
8: I ain't I damn sure want to be Working like a dog all day Ain't working for me I wish I had a rich uncle That'd kick the bucket And I was sitting on a pile Like a Warren Buck I know everybody says Money can't buy happiness But it can buy me a boat It can buy me a truck to pull You can buy me a Yeti One Can I stand with some silver bullets? Yeah, and I know what they say Money can't buy everything Well, maybe so But you can buy me a boat They call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar But I could change all that If I had a couple million dollars I keep hearing that money is the root of all evil And you can't fit a camel through the eye of a needle I'm sure that's probably true But it still sounds pretty buy me a boat, to float, down on the water with a bear, I hear the Powerball auto is sitting on a hundred mil, well that'll buy me a brand new riding wheel, and it can buy me a boat, it could buy me a truck to pull it, it could buy me a Yeti 110, I down with the silver bullet. Buy me a boat Yeah, and I know what they say Money can't buy everything Well, maybe so But it can buy me a boat Yeah, Yeah, it can buy me a boat